It's meant to be the compass that guides us in the storms of life. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your award-winning OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. How are you? Welcome. If this is your first time, I'm glad you found us. I hope you like what you hear and you stick around for a while. And if you've been here before, I'm honored that you came back. Our reading today is Job 13 and 14, and I'm calling the episode... You've got some nerve. Are you ready? Let's get started. Job chapter 13. Job continues. My eye has certainly seen all of this. My ear has heard and understood it. After all, I know it as well as you do. I'm not inferior to you. However, I want to speak to the Almighty, and I wish to argue my case in front of God. But you are smearing me with lies. All of you are worthless physicians. I wish you would keep silent. For you, that would be wisdom. Please listen to my argument and pay attention to my plea. Will you talk wickedly for God and talk deceitfully on His behalf? Will you favor Him as if you were arguing in court on God's behalf? Will it go well when He cross-examines you? Will you try to trick Him as one mortal tricks another? Will He really defend you if you secretly favor Him? Doesn't His Majesty terrify you? Doesn't the fear of Him fall upon you? Your recollections are worthless proverbs. Your answers are absolutely useless. Be quiet, because I want to speak. Let whatever may happen to me happen. I am biting off more than I can chew and taking my life in my own hands. If God would kill me, I would have no hope left. Nevertheless, I will defend my behavior to His face. This also will be my salvation, because no godless person could face him. Job speaks to God. Listen carefully to my words. Hear my declaration. I have prepared my case. I know that I will be declared righteous. Who can make a case against me? If someone could, I'd be silent and die. Please don't do two things to me, so that I won't have to hide from you. Stop oppressing me. Don't let your terror frighten me. Then call, and I'll answer. Otherwise, I'll speak, and you'll answer me. How many crimes and sins have I committed? Make me aware of my disobedience and my sin. Why do you hide your face from me and consider me your enemy? Are you trying to make a fluttering leaf tremble or trying to chase dry husks? You write down bitter accusations against me. You make me suffer for the sins of my youth. You put my feet in shackles. You follow my trail by engraving marks on the soles of my feet. I am like worn-out wineskins, like moth-eaten clothes. Job chapter 14 Man born of woman is short of days and full of trouble. He blossoms like a flower, then withers. He flees like a shadow and does not last. Do you really take notice of one like this? Will you bring me into judgment against you? Who can produce something pure from what is impure? No one. Since man's days are determined and the number of his months depends on you, and since you have set limits he cannot pass, look away from him and let him rest so that he can enjoy his day like a hired hand. There is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its shoots will not die. If its roots grow old in the ground and its stump starts to die in the soil, 
The smell of water makes it thrive and produce twigs like a sapling. But a man dies and fades away. He breathes his last. Where is he? As water disappears from the sea and a river becomes parched and dry, so man lies down never to rise again. They will not wake up until the heavens are no more. They will not stir from their sleep. If only you would hide me in Sheol and conceal me until your anger passes. If only you would appoint a time for me and then remember me. When a man dies, will he come back to life? If so, I would wait all the days of my struggle until my relief comes. You would call and I would answer you. You would long for the work of your hands. For then you would count my steps, but would not take note of my sin. My rebellion would be sealed up in a bag, and you would cover over my iniquity. But as a mountain collapses and crumbles, and a rock is dislodged from its place, as water wears away stones and torrents wash away the soil from the land, so you destroy a man's hope. You completely overpower him, and he passes on. You change his appearance and send him away. If his sons receive honor, he does not know it. If they become insignificant, he is unaware of it. He feels only the pain of his own body and mourns only for himself. In chapter 13, Job speaks to God. His prayer begins humbly. He says, Listen carefully. Hear what I have to say. I've thought about my case, and I think I'll be found righteous. Then he asks God to stop oppressing him, and he asks him not to frighten him. The next thing he says is kind of bold. He says, Call and I'll answer. But if you don't, I'll speak and you'll answer me. I'm not sure I'd make that challenge to the one who holds the universe in his hand, but he proceeds to make his case to God, whom he is convinced has unjustly brought all these mishaps upon him. He thinks God is being unfair and he wants an answer. When we're in the midst of suffering, our thinking can really get confused, can it? It's hard to think clearly when we're in pain, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual. That's one of the reasons God gave us His Word. It's meant to be the compass that guides us in the storms of life, when we are unable to get our bearings from what we can see or think. When all seems hopeless, when it feels as if God is far away, His Word tells us that He does not change, that all things work together for those who are called, and that He is love. Those promises, beloved, never change, despite any turmoil that we're in. Never judge any situation by what you feel. Feelings lie. The heart is a deceiver. God's word is true. He is the rock of our salvation. And then in chapter 14, Job talks about the frailty of man, the short time that he is here on earth, and the fact that once he's gone, he'll not return. Job ends with the idea that once we're gone, we'll not even know what becomes of our children. That makes me think that as a parent, I pray for and I'm concerned for my kids and their kids. But the fact is, their destiny is beyond my control. Just as I had to decide whether or not I would follow Christ, they must make their own decisions. I do my best to be a good example for them, and I do my best to lay a godly foundation for them to build on. But their relationship with God, or lack of it, is between them and God. I have to put them in God's hands and trust them to His love. Job was right. We live in a fallen, dying world where the cares and struggles of life never end. We seem to go from one difficulty to another, 
Life is not easy, and I, for one, am content with the few days we have here on earth and look forward, like Job did, to answering God when he calls me home. Not that I'm in a hurry, but I won't go kicking and screaming. I look forward to being in his loving embrace. I'd love to know what you think. Agree? Disagree? Thoughts? Questions? Comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or comment on the show notes page for this episode. Tomorrow's reading is Isaiah 34 through 39. Among other things, we'll read about a king who is given 15 extra years to live. You don't want to miss that. On yesterday's episode, if you were here, you might remember that I mentioned that the 17-year anniversary of my publishing the first episode of the LifeSpring podcast is coming up on November 13th. And I asked you to let me know if you guys would like to know a little bit about the first days of podcasting and what it was like producing the very first Christian podcast. So Sean sent a boostergram. He said, I'd love to hear more about how you got started in podcasting. Thank you for everything you're doing. God bless you, Steve. Well, God bless you too, Sean. And uh, Sean sent a thousand sats using the PodFriend app. I'll talk about that in just a minute. So there's a vote for my spending a few minutes on the show to talk about it a little bit. Let me know what you think. It's your guy's call. Talk about it or no. So back to the Boostergram. Normally, Sean sends Boostergrams via the Fountain app, but this time he used PodFriend. So he's doing what I've suggested you do. I'm sure Sean went to newpodcastapps.com and looked around and decided he'd give PodFriend a try. You see, one way to support the show is to stream sats, which are little tiny, teeny, tiny bits of Bitcoin, or boost or send boostograms. Now, you do that with one of the Podcasting 2.0 apps. If your podcast app doesn't have that capability, get a better one. Go to newpodcastapps.com and pick one up. I'm pretty sure they're all free. You can try one out. If you don't like that one, try another one. There's several over there. Now, if you'd like to support the show, but you don't want to go through figuring out how to use a new app, I get it. So what you can do is go to support.lifespringmedia.com and you'll find several different methods to give there. There's a form right there on the page where you can give online or you can send a check. And there's a link for you to give via PayPal. You can use Venmo and you can use Zelle, Bitcoin. And probably the easiest and fastest way to send a donation, besides doing the streaming the sats thing, is by texting 182-921 to 1-855-575-7888. It's really slick. But the main thing is it doesn't really matter how you give, but that you give. And when you give, you're helping to spread the good news to a world that needs it. How can you go wrong there? On this day in church history, October 14, 1876, the birth of Henry A. or Harry Ironside, the Canadian-born American clergyman and Bible teacher. He was called the Archbishop of Fundamentalism by some, and he pastored Chicago's Moody Memorial Church from 1930 to 1948. He was one of the most prolific Christian writers of the 20th century, and he published more than 100 books, booklets, and pamphlets, a number of which are still in print. He also wrote a number of hymns, including Overshadowed. One editorial reviewer wrote of a 2005 republication that Ironside's commentaries are a standard and have stood the test of time. I myself have consulted Ironside many times. 
And on this day in church history, October 14, 1922, in Detroit, the Evangelical Association and the United Evangelical Church merged to form the Evangelical Church with a combined membership of 260,000. Hey, how did you find the show? Did a friend tell you? Did you hear about the show on another podcast? Did somebody put a sticker on your windshield? If they did, I'd like to know how they got that because I'm not putting out stickers. But anyway, let me know. Email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com and use the subject line, here's where I found you. It's always fun to find out how new people found the show. And even if you're not new, if you've never told me, let me know. Steve at lifespringmedia.com. Use the subject line, here's where I found you. Yesterday in the prayer request segment, I mentioned that I would create an easy-to-remember URL for you to get to the show notes page so that you could get the link to the Christian Lawyers website for really important COVID information if your employer is planning to issue a vax or get fired policy. Well, I dropped the ball and I forgot to create the URL. I'm really sorry about that. But it's working now. If you want that information from that lawyer, go to whocanwetrust.lifespringmedia.com. Obviously, the who can we trust is all one word, and that's based on the title of yesterday's show, in case you're wondering. So we don't have any new prayer requests today, but if you'll go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com, you'll find a really easy-to-fill-in prayer request form. You can give me whatever information you want me to have. Um, You'll tell me your name, but if you want me to keep you anonymous on the show, that's not a problem at all. We'll do that for you. And when you send your prayer requests to me that way, I will pray for you in my private prayer time, plus we'll pray for you on the show. When everybody lifts up the requests together in agreement, God hears that. So, prayer.lifespringmedia.com. The easiest way to send a comment to the show is just go to comment.lifespringmedia.com. There's an easy-to-fill-out form right there. I want to hear from you. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. My name is Steve Webb. I'll see you next time. Bye.